Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usedbookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Mike here next to Johnny, as always. Today's topic is going to be a fun one. I'm curious what Johnny B's perspective is going to be on this. And we're going to talk about is now a good time to get into reselling, right? We are in October of year 2023, just in case 10 years from now, somebody decides to watch this. Uh, we got a little timestamp of when we actually made the decision or whether or not it was a good time to get into reselling. So I'm I'm going to say a, like a short sentence here, and then I'll kind of let you take over. I'll, I'll give my more in-depth answer after you're done. But uh, I think now is better than any time previous to get into reselling. I think there's still lots of opportunity I think uh, that the sky is the limit and just having the, if you really think about just having the opportunity to build your own business from nothing, uh, you can start today and you could have a business and, you know, six months, a year that you're making a full-time living off of, it's your sole income. I think that, you know, that's priceless to me. So I'm going to throw it over to you and you kind of can just go off the rails. I think Q4 is the absolute best time to start a reselling business. Because unlike everybody else, you don't have uh, restrictions on Amazon. Once you once you get your account past the initiation phase, you literally have a blank slate as to somebody who may be at that cap of capacity on Amazon and or near it. So you can send in a lot more volume than they can potentially, unless their thing has raised artificially short. Um, but you really have all winter long to just mine and send, mine and send. And on the eBay end... A lot of eBay sellers have already bought in their inventory for the year, so they're kind of slowed down their buying. I think this is a mistake. I think Q4 is the best time to buy if you're an eBay seller because things are cheaper. Stores are looking to liquidate or they got the sales going on um, or people are trying to get rid of stuff to get some Christmas money locally. It's a great time to buy as a reseller. Don't, don't do that buying freeze. Of, well, I mean, you can. And if you bought all your inventory for the year and you're good to go, that's why you're buying less because you can just ride out winter and then when it gets warmer outside, if, especially if you're in a colder state, then start your buy. There's all kinds of rhymes and reasons, but there is no good reason to not start a reselling business in quarter, quarter four uh, or winter time if you're not familiar with that phrase. I got a good idea. You should start a reselling business on December 26th, and what you do is – you just don't open none of your Christmas gifts, right? You can unwrap them and be excited, right? Like, oh, I got this, right? And then on the 26th, you can just go ahead and turn it and sell it on Amazon or eBay. Boom, right there, right? You're just, you're selling stuff. You're making money. You didn't even have to spend nothing, right? All these sucker family members got you all this nice stuff. They don't know what your plan is, right? And listen, if they ask, you know, two weeks later, hey, can I see, you know, that item I got you? Oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, yeah. I'll show you another time. I got it hanging up somewhere private. I really, really don't want to. So I do think that, like you said, because um, I'm in the same boat, right? Because restock limits hit us basically every single year. Thankfully, this year it hasn't happened yet. But there are a lot of people that kind of pump the brakes come Q4. I'm one of them just because I have other obligations. And there's a lot of people, the weather sucks, right? The benefit of living down south is that 
you can garage sale year round where, you know, up here in Pennsylvania, you know, snow, ice, cold, there ain't no garage sales, yard sales, flea market. So I do think we always talk about location does play a factor in what your reselling business looks like. But I do think cash is king, especially in today's world, 2023, inflation's through the roof. Uh, you have cash in your hand. You have so much leverage that you don't even know that you have just because people need the money. So definitely leverage that. But overall, I mean, I do think the opportunity isn't going to be here forever. I don't think reselling, it'll exist in some capacity. But for the average little person like me, you, or somebody listening to this, I think the margins are only going to get tighter as years pass and years pass and years. I'm not saying it's going to go away in the next 5, 10, 15 years. But I do think at some point in time, there it's going to be super slim margins in the reselling world because more big players get into it because they see the ROIs. So I do think that is you know something you have to think about because, you know, look at say you want to do reselling the next 20 years of your life. I mean, you don't know what the next 20 years entails. And the best time to start and ramp up a business is today because what are you waiting for, right? And you're waiting for the perfect alignment of the stars, the solar eclipse. Uh, like it's it's just just get today. Just get into it today and kind of just see where you can take it. There's no I, – I think as time goes on, I mean even the quote-unquote full-time resellers, the ones that don't know their numbers and they think they're doing all right because they got cash flow going in their bank account – but if they don't make an adjustment and really know their numbers, I'm, I'm sorry. Those people are going to go away, uh, which is good from people like you and me, but they're just going to go away. Um, so knowing your numbers is very important to stay in business for the next 15, 20 years instead of going out of business in the next five to 10 years, honestly. Um, and, and you're right. The margins are going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. And the guys that know their numbers and make the adjustments and the pivots to account in the long run. They're the only ones that are going to be able to, well, stay in operations. Do you think for somebody, I mean, because I think everybody actually has this now that I think about it. What, when you start, say you're going to start today, you have anybody that starts reselling today, brand new reseller, you have a goal slash exit plan, right? Like, because I think about this, like when I started reselling, uh, my goal was to get out of debt and then it turned into, you know, being able to leave my job at CVS. I do think everybody starts and they have this idea of where they want to get to. And I think not enough resellers kind of follow through on that beginning goal or exit strategy because I can't lift, you know, 50 pound boxes when I'm 60 years old up and down three flights of steps. Right. So there has to be some kind of exit plan. And, I, you know, I'll never stop fully reselling. But maybe I get to a point where I have a paid off house. Um, you know, I have no debt, anything like that. I don't need to make the tens of thousands of dollars I do. Uh, I can just kind of coast, still enjoy what I do, go out, find the treasures. That's the fun part of this all and not really rely on it. I think a lot of people kind of they just start making money and they just start spending the money they make on things that are irrelevant to growing the business and getting towards that end goal. Right. I mean, there's there's investing in the business. Sure. There is making those life purchases that are at least 10 to 20 year purchases that you make up front. Once you pass all that, I mean, maybe you start dumping a little into savings. Um, I'm not going to tell you what to invest in, but savings are investments of some kind. Um, 
and you're just maintaining you again you don't need the big money like you're talking about the scrooge mcduck bags of money um if you want that kind of lifestyle all the time the scrooge mcduck bags of money you have different goals than like myself and probably mike here um you if you want a new lambo every year the newest model i mean that's going to get pricey and you're gonna have to work and expand to such a degree probably have a gigantic operation which is fine everybody's allowed to have their own girls and aspirations but the hard work you do up front um if you have what's the best way to put this if you have uh non-lavish goals um you don't need to work as hard as you do today uh if given enough time in building your own business investing in your own business savings making those key purchases that you may or may not have to repurchase down the road. If you do have to do a repurchase, let's say you do a home, you want another forever home at the end, so two house purchases in the long run. Maybe you do have to work a little harder. Uh, just depends what your personal goals are, like Mike was saying. Um, but the lower, I'm not going to say the lower your goals are, the less lavish lifestyle goals you have, the less harder I think you'll have to work or the less expansion you'll have to do as time goes on. I think a big thing that new resellers have going for them is like, you're so motivated to start a brand new business, right? It's exciting. It's new. It's fresh. You see the crazy people flipping $20 items for $300. And like, you have this mentality like, oh, I can do this too. Yes, you can do this, right? We all have come across crazy flips in our careers. Um, but I do think there is kind of a, maybe, maybe, I don't know how long it would be if I had to choose like a time frame probably a month to three months, any new reseller is going to get to that point where they're going to have a reality check. And by that mean, by, you know, by me saying that, I mean, Hey, all right, maybe I'm not getting the results. I thought I'm going to get, maybe I'm not finding the $300 items where I'm going to make $200 after fees and my buy cost. And I think that kind of is going to separate people that stick around and people that go away. And a lot of new people, I think they're either on one, one side or the other side. It's like, I'm going to do this no matter what, whether I make a dollar and then you got the other people that are like, I only want to make these high crazy flips and these people go away, but you could probably argue that maybe the people that are only making the dollar shouldn't resell as well. I do think they're, you know, as a new reseller, you have all this motivation, but you can easily get caught up. And in the beginning, you can go, you can go way off the rails. Not that it's a bad thing because you're always learning your business, right? You're learning your sources. You're learning what to look out for. But it is kind of like a sensitive time period for your reselling business is when you just start. Because if you don't have no goals, maybe lofty goals, you don't want to just have this one cheesy goal where you're like, I want to pay for Chick-fil-A every week, right? You want to have something like, all right, I want to you know, pay for Chick-fil-A every week. Maybe that's your immediate goal. And then your next goal up is I want to pay off you know, my car. And then your next goal is I want to save up for a house. You got to have more layers to your business to kind of keep you motivated because, I mean, what do you do this for, right? Like if you have no bills, no nothing, right? You have no expenses. Like what's your motivation to resell? Like, I mean, maybe, maybe for me, it would be to help other people have reselling businesses through YouTube uh, and, and discord and things like that. But like, I just think about the normal person doesn't do YouTube, anything like that. If you don't have any goals, like you're not going to be motivated. Yeah. Let me put it this way. We're going to take three people from di three different stages of life. Homeless woman, college kid, blue collar job worker, 
they're all going to have different immediate goals or different long-term goals because they're in different circumstances. They're from different walks of life entirely or have just started life in the case of the college kid, essentially. Um, homeless woman, she's probably just want to not be homeless anymore. That's good enough for her. College kid, he wants some cool things, right? Blue collar guy, he just wants to pay off his debt, probably his mortgage, maybe send his kiddos to college. Those are his immediate goals, I would believe. Um, and I, I'm stereotyping and I'm generalizing, sure, but it goes to the point. Depends where you are at in life. Um, like Mike's mentioned, he has to pay, he had to pay off his debt as his first immediate goal, and then leave his crappy job was his second immediate goal. His third immediate goal, I think, you're talking about getting a new home, getting out yeah. of the right. Yep. So that's your immediate goal. And you'll probably come up with whatever your next immediate goal after that is. Maybe it's dial back, reselling a bit, and pumping into YouTube more. I don't know what your next immediate goal is. I am going to buy the rights to the Halloween franchise and direct my own movie. Well, there you go. I mean, that's a goal, man. It'll keep me motivated. I think the goal, the big thing with the goals is you have motivation, right? Because this business, you or me. We can sit on our butts all day today, right? Me and you can just sit here and have the this, option to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this podcast, and we could talk all day about, you know, looking out the windows. I see a nice little house over here. Like, we don't have to actually work in the business. And that's like a huge trap because a lot of people need the structure. A lot of new people, uh, you need the structure. You know, we're used to being told, hey, I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, these times. But with reselling, if you don't you don't feel like doing nothing today, like said, guess what, buddy? We ain't gotta do nothing. We I could have slept in. I could have not even shown up to this podcast if I really didn't want to. It is a it is a big trap, and you have to be self-motivated. And as a new person, you should have the most motivation to get out there. Like I think about when I was working all these hours and uh at CBS and I'm trying to build up my reselling business on the side, like even though I was working 50, 60 hours a week, like I would still be motivated to go to the thrift store for like an hour after work, even though like I'm exhausted. I'm just like, oh man, this is fun and exciting, right? I'm making I'm making good money on the side. But like as a new person, this this is your time to find out like if this is gonna be for you. And I do think, you know, the opportunity is still there. You might see people, you know, I'm I'm even guilty of this, right? Thrift stores are getting harder and harder to find the crazy good flips, right? But you don't have to solely rely on thrift stores, break the mold. And I think I think that's what I want to get into next. Like if you started reselling today, you can't copy and paste everybody else. Right. You got I think in today's reselling world, we need different minds, different approaches to business. These people already exist out there and they're making a great income doing it. But you just can't come in and say, well, Mike's selling, you know, Ninja Turtle shirts. So I'm going to sell Ninja Turtle shirts as well. And expect to have those same results as somebody that's built a business up. And that is kind of a trap because a lot of people that start watch a bunch of videos, right? They're like, oh, I see X, Y, and Z is selling this. So I'm going to sell that. And then what you don't realize, hey, they're selling in one of the most oversaturated markets out there. And you don't understand how much they're spending to promote their items or it can be a deep, dark hole. So I think I think cre creativity needs to be a factor in starting a reselling business. Absolutely. I mean, I'll give a perfect example of what you just talked about. Uh, Mr. Harry Tornado, still love his videos, still watch his videos, but I was writing down everything he was selling for big money, and I was trying to go find it locally. Did not work for me. Um, now, 
because uh, I had I had his Rolodex because he made YouTube videos. It's free of charge because it's YouTube. And I was trying to go out and find him. I I I don't know why this stuff. I mean, not all of it did not sell, but didn't sell for as much because different rhymes and reasons of why that may be. Promoted listings is one. How much are you willing to accept an offer for? Were you priced too high? I didn't know enough in the business. But I just like, I'll buy this stuff and I'll sell it on eBay too. I'll be just like Harry. Yay. Um, and there are no videos of what I sell today. None about how to sell paperback books. There were a few that were just general. These are the ones to look out for, like a top 10 list kind of deal. But I'm the only keeper of that information, at least back then, of this works. This works for me. Um, and I know other people that try to sell paperback books and they don't, they don't nearly get the amount of money I get from mine um and they have harder time selling it than me there's different rhymes and reasons for that but by and large I, I agree you can't copy line item for line item you can get a good guideline it's a good principle thing rule of thumb kind of deal but i don't think it could be a one for one here's the blueprint i do think a lot of the people that do outside the box stuff for reselling they keep that stuff so close to their chest, dude. Like I probably, I probably have like five people that I know that have really weird reselling businesses that actually make them a lot of money. And like, they don't want to spill the beans about anything. And some of them oh, yeah. do have YouTube channels and it's never talked about. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where as a new person, you come in and like you said, right. You may, maybe you're watching a popular YouTuber you can't expect the same types of items, the same quality of items. Like with me and you, you went into your nearest Goodwill and I went into mine. It's going to be so different, dude. I ain't got no cowboy hats, right? I'm not getting no cowboy hats in Justin Pennsylvania. Justin Boots, man. You got some Justin Boots up north? No. I ain't getting none of that up here. So a lot of it is locational based. So like if you're thinking about starting your business today, uh, it's, it's going to take you kind of understanding your market because it's different. It's different for everybody. You're going to have different prices, different types of, you know, items, right? You know, Johnny B's not going to have a bunch of, you know, puffer jackets down there in Texas because nobody wears them. But up here, I probably can, you know, get them by the bag full. So as yeah, a new person. I, I think your thrift store prices are like double mine here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just the quality is different and you don't know what your thrift stores are doing. So if you're going to start out today, I think you have to have a realistic expectation of, you are going to have to go out there, and I did this uh, when I first started, and understand your sources, understand what they're getting, what what is quality, um, and don't kind of sink your teeth into one singular business model right away. I know it's kind of tough. It's different with Amazon, right? Because anybody can sell used books. So that's kind of like the gate, gateway drug for Amazon, and that's kind of what I base my whole channel off of is most people that start out on Amazon start with books. There's really little to no restrictions. It's e it's easy to kind of get it up and going and it has a high ROI. So you do make money when you first start. But as your overall reselling business, like with eBay, test the water, see what excites you, see what you can make money on and see what you have available. Like, listen, I would love to sell nothing but, you know, horror paperbacks or, you know. I love that. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures from the 80s, right? But they don't exist around me. I don't have, you know, a, a surplus of these things. So as much as you might enjoy one thing, if it's not around you, it's just not going to work because you're never going to have the inventory to to make it a, a real business. Right. And now 
if you are dedicated, I don't know, we'll use this as an example. If you are dedicated to be a folio society only seller, you're going to struggle for a while before you figure out how to get them consistently um, versus the guy who wants just to sell Nora Roberts, man. It's the Nora Roberts style. He's doing bundles, lots of 100. He's going to be just fine starting out because that stuff is very plentiful opposed to the folio society person. Um, but I think both could work. And I do think that Folio Society, that person who's going to struggle for six months to maybe a year to figure that model out, they're going to make a lot more money than Mr. Nora Roberts over there. But again, it's going to be a lot of upfront work, which people fail to realize. You're going to have to be making connections and networking and following the rabbit hole, Alice. It's a deep rabbit hole of that. I have, I have, it's not really a hot take. It's kind of a statement that just needs to be said. Um, if you're new, Start out doing things the correct way. Don't mm -hmm. cut corners. I know it's easy to just take a photo of something and one photo and list it on eBay. I understand that, but I want you to, to start out the right way and build upon that. What happens here is a lot of people just start and they got terrible listings, especially on eBay. You see it anytime you search for, go look up anything you're interested in on eBay and you will see how broken these listings are. Um, if you start out the correct way, you have an actual picture of what a business could be. Now, if you start out the wrong way, you could list a million items. If all your listings are incorrect, your prices are wrong, you really never really gave yourself a fair, fair shake when it comes to having a reselling business. So starting out, I think it's super important to understand the platform you're selling on and do things the correct way on said platform. Right. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Not doing it right from the get go. Sure. That first listing, it's going to suck. It's going to take you half an hour to get through it, but you'll get better and it'll get faster over time. Um, but sucking up that first half hour that then becomes 29 minutes, 28 minutes, that's well worth your investment in doing a quality job because you're going to make more sales at the end of the day than the guy who didn't spend that initial upfront mind numbing suckage. Um, to get through, to learn and be as good as you are. Um, another thing to think about is don't sling up anything and everything. Um, maybe at the beginning, just because you don't know and you bought it and you have to get rid of it. But I, if I could teach you something today, it would be, okay, you bought all this stuff, throw away, get rid of, relist it on Facebook Marketplace. The stuff isn't worth it. And just stick to the stuff that you actually got the gyms and stuff you got to make your time worth investing up front i believe if you can i mean beginning you're not going to know you've already bought it now you're going to get to the point where you don't buy crap anymore because then you know but at the beginning you're not going to know so get rid of the crap some way somehow put up the good stuff don't worry about a listing goal right away you hear this talked about a lot learn spend the first couple of months learning and don't throw up the crap just because you bought it. Get rid of the crap. Relist it as a giant lot on Facebook or Craigslist or something. Get rid of it. Put your time in in your learning time, learning how to do this, whether it's Amazon or eBay or whatever platform you're on, and doing the proper job on the good stuff. Learn the good stuff. Become an expert at the good stuff. I got uh, I got two more points here I want to bring up being a new person and you know, right now being a good time to start a reselling business. The first one is understanding that there are resources out there nowadays that never existed previously to help you build and grow a reselling business correctly, right? Uh, I pride myself in, you know, being able to basically take somebody 
that's never sold on Amazon to having a book business within, you know, three to six months where they're actually getting decent payouts from Amazon. And if you look at eBay, you know, you got the refinement group. That's a huge one. Like I look back and like, I never, when I started out selling on eBay, like I wish I would have had a group like that to kind of just understand how things work. But I do think there is a caveat, right? Because not all people are going to be nice, bubbly people. And you can get in a situation as a new seller where, you know, uh, I know I always say like, oh, no question's a dumb question. That is true, but people don't treat it that way. And what you what can happen as a new seller, and I don't want this to kind of deter somebody, is that maybe you ask a question in one of these groups or you comment on a reselling YouTube channel and you don't get a response or, you know, somebody comments like, oh, you're stupid. You, you got to block this kind of stuff out, right? You're you, If you're in one of these groups and we all know, you know some of these groups have certain people that act a certain way. Um, you have to block this out. As a new seller, you're there to soak up knowledge and don't let Johnny B tell you like, oh, Mike, your your business sucks. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you think that, but I really could care less. And I think a lot of people kind of take what other people have to say about their business. Like, I don't know, to heart because they just feel like, oh, this is my little baby. And Johnny B said, my little baby's ugly, right? Like I'm done then, right? You know, I'm not reselling because clearly nobody cares about me. Don't have that mentality. Um, resellers are a lot of a lot of people that are kind of just, you know, solo entrepreneurs, right? And we we kind of get stuck in this one vision, one lane. If you don't do things the way I do them, then you're completely wrong. And I think with at least within the group that we have in the Discord, uh, I always tell everybody, everybody's business is different. When somebody gives you an answer to a question, that's pertaining to how they run their business. There's no set clear way to have these sell these specific items and you're going to make this specific amount of money when it comes to reselling. Right. Like you and I run completely different operations. Um, you cherry pick, I deal more in bulk. Now, my threshold to sit into Amazon's a little lower than yours just because I have that much volume of stuff. But I also have a way to process it. I have this warehouse. I have a storefront. You don't have these op- as an options. But we, you make probably more money than I because you're very choosy in what you pick out, which is, which is a good thing. Now, if I were to switch to your model, it, I, would, I, I wouldn't have a place to put the junk as much because I have, I might be looking at a different facility, which I may do at some point if I ever want to raise my ASP from what it is now. But um, we're running two different games here. And then I'm more into eBay, honestly, than you are and probably ever will be. No offense, Mike. Um, but I, I've learned things on eBay um to help me on that side of my business um and then who knows where i'll end up maybe i'll end up at silly old etsy or something who knows or just add it to more portfolio that's the other thing people get i need to be doing this i need to be doing that i need to be on this platform i need to be on that platform stick to one learn the one once you've milked it all for what it's worth you know it in and out minus an update down the road then then look into spilling over to a second one and then a third. So it's a it's kind of like a stepping stone. Learn one. I don't care if you start at Amazon or eBay or Macari or Poshmark. It doesn't matter. Learn whichever one it is as much as you can and then go on to another one. If you try to diversify up front, you're kind of splitting your time, splitting your focus. You haven't mastered one and you could do two platforms and suck at both, honestly. Don't do that. I think that brings up a good point. Like as a new person, there are so many shortcuts you can take that are just not going to be beneficial to you in the long run. Like, let's think about it. Uh, you start selling on eBay. Uh, 
you got to cross list right away, right? Because everything you see, everybody's cross listing. Cross listing, yeah. Uh, you gotta. I mean, they even have services now where you can uh, upload photos and they create the listing for you. Yeah, I've seen sir. I've seen those pushed out a lot lately. And, and let's say you do cross list. You're an Amazon guy, right? You're cross listing on eBay. Well, it's pulling those e- Amazon prices onto eBay. And I'm letting you know right now. That ain't going to work too well because eBay is usually a lower market as far as price point. Not in everything, but a lot of things. So if you're you're slinging up a $30 book that's being pulled from Amazon onto eBay, everybody else on eBay has got it listed for $10 or $5, your thing's never going to sell. If it, sounds, if it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true, right? If you're, yeah. if you're cross-listing junk, it's still junk just crossless and it doesn't make it any nicer or shinier or more in demand like that's so silly that people have this thought that i'm just going to cross list all my junk and as a new person i can see you know because it's so many prominent youtubers now push the cross listing um and even you know the the software where they'll they'll list the stuff for you i can see somebody getting into the business thinking well there's really ain't going to be a lot of work and as a new reseller it is a lot of work, no matter what category you're selling in. There's going to be a lot of knowledge you're going to have to learn. You're never going to know everything about what you're selling, right? You're always going to be learning. Market's always changing. Trends are always, you know, going up and down. You have to be ready to buckle down. And there's going to be days where you work a lot and you don't make anything or much at all. That's just the reality of reselling. It really, you know, it's a business where it's up and down until you can grow it to a point where it's steady. And being a new person, you might sell the $300 item and you might be excited about it, but then the next two weeks you might not sell something, but don't get discouraged. I do think there is a lot to be said with growing a reselling business today. If you started and I still think the sky's the limit with this. So what's your final thoughts on, you know, whether or not you should start a reselling business today. Take it slow, but do it with excellence. That. I mean, you you could probably like get a banner and put that behind you or something, right? You know, you just like coined a, an amazing reselling phrase here. Um, and I do think, it, you know, that is the biggest thing. If you start out, start out doing things the right way. And you, you'll be surprised at what, you know, a reselling business can grow into for, you know, you, your family, yourself, your income, whatever you want to do with the money. The sky's the limit. So we're going to switch over to the members post. We appreciate you all listening this week. And we'll talk to you in next week's episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all YouTube members along with the weekly Zoom call and private Discord. Head on over to youtube.com backslash the used book guy and consider joining for as little as $2.99 a month.